Good morning. You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. I'm Janine. This is Get the Funk Out. Standing by to join us is director Kate Trumbull-Laval. I had a chance to watch her powerful film over the weekend, Ovarian Psychos. All the info is up on the show blog, getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org. And uh, it is a powerful film. I can't say enough about this. It is available on pbs.org. Um, but again, all the info is up on my show blog, and I'm going to bring bring her on right now. Good morning, Kate. Good morning. Thank you for calling into the show. Well, thanks for having me. Well, I heard about this, and I was so curious about this and I watched it and it is so powerful and the messages tell me about how you got involved in this creating this film sure so uh my filmmaking partner Joanna Sokolowski and I heard first heard about Ovarian Psychos in I think it was um the summer of 2012 I was working um as an associate producer on another documentary for Independent Lens or for PBS called No Mas Bebes Mm mm-hmm and it was a story that was set in East Los Angeles during the 1960s and 1970s. And it was also a film about uh, civil rights issues and specifically women's activism, so Chicana feminism. Mm-hmm. So I was working on this film that, you know, about the lives and stories of young women confronting injustice in their neighborhoods during the 70s. And we were looking for outreach partners. And the producer on that film, Virginia Espino, said, oh, we should really contact Ovarian Psychos. And that was the first time I heard those two words. And I think, like a lot of people, the name really is just, you know, um, (laughs) has a punch-in-the-gut kind of feeling, you know? You think, like, what is this? Is this about birth? Is this about who are these women? And so, you know, I was inspired by how... Um, unapologetic they were about their activism, how um, they centered their voices as women of color, um, how anti-racist, how anti-misogynist, how upfront they were about their experiences with trauma and abuse. Uh, they were like the microphone about, you know, news stories that were really not giving getting much attention, like Brianna, who we cover in the film. Yes. The women were being killed in the neighborhood, and they were there they were, riding through the streets, um, you know, not allowing us to forget the violence that women of color and women face on a daily basis. Right. There were so many powerful moments in the film for me, personally. I was thinking, here they are, riding at night, not afraid, a collective of women, of sisters, and mm-hmm. doing things that uh, probably would be afraid to do. And they're out there at night, and they're, they're enjoying being together and just feeling empowered. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think that it kind of hails back to the feminism of the 1960s and the 1970s. We thought a lot about the Black Panthers and how they formed um, groups and education groups for youth and did a lot more than just sort of protesting in, in the street. I mean, the ovarian psychos is like uh, building a family, building yes. a, a sisterhood or a siblinghood right. that acts as, you know, protection from, and not just the literal violence, uh, potential violence on the right. street, yes. but also the historical trauma. Um, you know, in the film, we talk a lot about the history of colonialism and and how, you know, uh, systemic oppression. And so those are also the things that they're facing and dealing with and supporting one another against, you know. Mm-hmm. 
I, I do want to add that you and Joanna, you both directed this. You were both pregnant at the time. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, so I wasn't pregnant when I first started the project, and I mm-hmm. got pregnant, I mean, really early on in production. So I was like this, you know, and we're a small crew, so it was just the three of us. It was our DP, Michael Rains and Joanna, and then I was this pregnant lady, you know, mm-hmm. eight months pregnant, holding the boom, wow. conducting interviews. <laughs> Um, there's a scene that I love. It's um, we interviewed Chella in the garden after she she's with her daughter, and yes. it's a beautiful scene, and it's an emotional scene. And I had my two month son, you know, off camera. He was so little, and I was hoping he wasn't going to cry, but mm-hmm. he was there, you know, in on set <laughs> in her garden, just with us. And then Joanna and I both got pregnant. Um, at the at tail end of editing, and we were both pregnant at our world premiere and touring with the film this past year. We both now have uh, my daughter's nine months and her daughter six months. Amazing. So it's definitely been a family affair. You know, right. her husband shot our film, and my husband is the composer and did all the original music and score. So we have been, it's been a labor family. of love. Yes, family affair. <laughs> yeah. That that scene in that garden, by the way, was so moving to me because I, when she was talking about a feeling like she wasn't there for her daughter and she didn't want to, yeah. you know, uh, replicate what she had been through. I mean, these the, I don't want to give anything away, but the, sure. the, the backstories of the physical, emotional abuse they went through and um, how they were determined not to repeat what they went through. And I, people really didn't understand, obviously, as you know, what the meaning of ovarian psychos was all about. I mean, I could see all the hater email coming through. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it was, you know, the way that um, I think Chella and Andy and Evie and the women in the ovarian psychos sort of explained what the meaning of ovarian psychos um, was to them. And then the way that we have a beautiful expert uh, who's a sociologist and she wrote a book about Chicana history. So she was really able to pull it together, you know, what, what they were doing. They're very cognizant of the women that the women and the work that came before them. Mm -hmm. And so reclaiming the reproductive origin or organs, putting them on the mask, like fallopian tubes, reclaiming this, this, really an insult that women are psycho or psych, you know, that we suffer from psychosis or right. hysteria and really empower, like, you know, reclaiming that word mm-hmm. um, is very central to their work. It's like the things that you do to attack me, I will use them as a form and symbol of power and protection. Right. Um, and then, yeah, at the heart of this film is really, it's about motherhood and sisters and family, the family you inherit and the struggle with that, and then the family that you create, and the struggle with that. So, you know, we really, I think when we set out to make the film, we were thinking about it in terms of sort of the activism, you know, the in-your-faceness of the the work, um, the... The, and the issues, which, you know, are the heart of the uh, kind of the undercurrent of the story. But what ended up happening was it became much more intimate, much more personal about, you know, working women mm-hmm. who are activists, who are mothers, and that striking that balance. Yes. Was it hard to go into uh, their homes and uh, g- gain acceptance? I mean, did, would they willingly allowing you to come in and be part of their community and capture all this? Or was that hard? You know, it was, 
in, it was a really wonderful and difficult process. We met them, and they were very skeptical in the beginning. Yes. We're not from the neighborhood. I'm Latina, but I present white. Um, Joanna's white. So it took a lot of, and they're really about centering the voices of women of color. So I think that they would have preferred that we were women of color storytellers. That was, imp- that was something that's important to them. So that, pre- that was an issue at the beginning. Um, and I think just, you know, there's a scene in our film where the LA Times covers a story, covers them for a story and calls them a gang. I think they were just really cautious about how they would be presented um, and didn't know us. So we're, you know, understandably worried and right. a little bit trepidatious. So we just spent a lot of time off camera. Yeah. I mean, we filmed from 2012 until the end of 2015, and we went to birthday parties. You know, I would oh. go over and bring a bottle of wine and just talk. Yeah. I, you know, we, we really, we showed scenes as, as early as we edited them to make sure, especially with Tella, to make sure that, she knew that this is where we were going and, you know, and that she was okay with it. I mean, we really wanted to honor their work and not, this was not, this was not a film to be, you know, revealing all the flaws. I mean, right. this was, we, we fell in love with them. We, 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 we came to the work as fans. Yes. Um, so we, we wanted them to, to, to like the film and like participating. So it was just a matter of, you know, we just spent a lot of time yeah, that's good. with them. That's good. Yeah. Because you have to yeah. build trust and openness. Yeah. And, um, you're not trying to exploit, obviously. So, so yeah. tell me, I asked you this off air, where are they now? They're still a group and they've grown? Yeah. So the Ovarian Psychos, uh, you know, they've been around since 2010 and they're still working hard in the neighborhood and they're really a force. Right now, they're working on issues of, sorry for the construction, (laughs) they're working on issues of gentrification. Um, Gentrification in, like in a lot of places around the U.S., is a huge issue in Boyle Heights, and they're Mm -hmm. at the forefront of that activism. They're also doing projects with youth and working on issues of immigration um, as ICE steps up raids in the neighborhood. Uh, Andy, who's in the film, has since left the collective and formed her own art collective of women of color called Nisantas, um, another woman from the Ovarian Cycles who's in the film with her daughter, is part of a DJ collective now, um, cool. one of the other women, Maga, is, you know, off to graduate school, I mean, it's been really, and Chella is back in the collective, you know, oh. organizing um, with a new generation of women who, so the cycle continues. So it's been exciting to, to watch that process, and, and yeah, they're going strong, they have a new space, I mean, they're just, That's awesome. they're... Yeah, they're really great. I feel like this group is so much more than what people realize because it allows them to grow and uh, to venture out and do other things in the world. It's just this great foundation to gain confidence and do other things. Yeah. I'm I'm laughing because I told you I'm a mom and I'm thinking, is that really construction or is that your kid banging on the wall? (laughs) (laughs) It's not. It's not. It's me. It's the next door construction. But it's fine. um, It's fine. It could have it could have well been my kid knocking on the wall. (laughs) That's what he does. Oh, that's funny. So we just have a few more minutes. But tell me, I know um, this premiered um, on March 27th. Is that right? Yes, yeah, so we had a world premiere of the film, the first time it ever saw public eyeballs at um, South by Southwest last year um, in 2016. And then just last week, we premiered on P3 
PBS's independent lens. But you can right. still watch the film streaming on PBS.org if you didn't get a chance to watch it. So it's Great. still it's still out, and we're and we're you know if you follow us on Facebook, we have screenings. Um, it just screened in Glasgow and Mexico City. It's going to be a screening in Tijuana and in Los Angeles. I mean, we have a lot of screenings that are coming up, so folks can try and see if it's coming to a city near them. I feel like so many people should see this, all different ages, obviously, young kids. It's so educational, and it, it just, uh, you know, it's, so, it's such an important film. I, I mean, I, I think what I, what, what I hope and what Joanna and I have talked about a lot is that, you know, especially now in this climate, this political climate, what mm-hmm. I think the ovarian cycles teach us is the importance of, uh, like, circling up, you know, organizing with our communities, and right. the importance of family and siblinghood. I mean, it's really, it's, it's a lesson that I've learned, for sure, making the film. Yes. Where can people find out more about you? Oh, so if you go to our Facebook page, it's Ovarian Cycles Documentary. But we also, my filmmaking partner and I are, you know, working on two other projects. And we have a website. Our production company is called Sylvia Francis Films. Okay. And it's the website of the same name, sylviafrancisfilms.com. Awesome. Uh, we have one more minute to wrap. Um, what do you hope people take away from this film? Um, I, you know, what the Ovas have taught me is how to be, how to be generous, how to, um, how activism is so personal and it can be done on such a basic level, like through motherhood yes. and it can be done through something like cycling. I mean, any, uh, anyone can organize. I think we often see protesting or organizing in the forms of in the streets. And so sometimes families or people who don't like that kind of activism shy away, but the Ovas use the bicycle and it could be anything. It could be gardening. I think that community building is really important these days. So I hope people are inspired by sort of the ways that the Ovas chose to practice their, you know, how they confront violence and, and racism um, in their neighborhood, and so I would just hope that people sort of do the same in their communities, in their families, um, with their sisters and brothers. I think it's a really inspiring message. Yes. Joe, I want to thank you so much for calling into the show, Kate. It's been great. Thank you so much. In a couple hours, this will be up on the show blog, getthefunkoutshow.kci.org. Hope, I hope to meet you sometime. Me too. That'd be great. All right. Have a great day. All right. You too. Bye-bye. Thank you. Right, bye-bye. That was Kate Trumbull-Laval calling in, director of Ovarian Psychos. If you missed any part of the show, we'll be up on my show blog. Uh, we'll take a quick break, and then we'll be back with my next guest. You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine.